Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4. What I'm going to be doing is um, just going back over verse 4 today, just a little bit, because um, I feel like I rushed last week a little bit. So let me begin here in verse 4. Remember the Apostle John writing there again, and he says, you are of God. Remember again that phrase tells us that you are, you are out of God. Amen? That you have come out of God. When you were born again, you came out of God. This is such an incredible revelation because if you begin to understand that you actually came out of God, we won't make excuses for things that maybe our parents did wrong. And then we say, well, our parents did it wrong, so we're going to do it wrong. Amen? And because they had that problem, I'm going to have that problem. And, you know, we learned from um, Caroline Leaf, a doctor, that the things that we say release things in us. You know, and we have to be so careful. I mean, the Bible tells us that by your words you are justified, by your words you are condemned. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We just don't get that. You know, we just think, well, they're just words on a page. They are not. They are literally God telling us, this is how I made you. Amen. <laughs> okay. And today we're going to look at some things. And if we get, I, I pray we get to verse 5. But we're going to see why it is so difficult for us to be in the world and not of the world. Because we are of God. And yet the world insists on certain things. And in a sense, you know, it's going to talk to us today about they, they really, you know, we can't hear them, they can't hear us. <laughs> you know, because we, we think differently. The difference between them and us is we were them at one point in time. The diff and the thing with them is they never were us. <laughs> so that's why there's nothing for them to be able to relate to. We can relate backwards. They have no way to go. Are you all with me? Okay, I just want to give you that little insight before we move on. So again, he says, you are of God, little children. And remember again, he said, and have overcome them. Now, remember that you are special. I, I made mention of this before. You have a divine heritage. Amen. And that divine heritage lets us know that the moment that you got saved, you got placed in heaven. See, people say, well, I, you know, I want to get saved now, so I go to heaven. Sweetheart, you're already there. The moment you got saved, you were seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Amen? And we need to have a different view of our life. We need to see things from there. Do you know that is, I, I guess that's probably one of the greatest things, the revelations that we can get, is that we're no longer down, just down here. We have a dual existence. We have a dual citizenship. The Bible tells us that our citizenship now is in heaven. But you know, you've also got a citizenship down here. Some of us have three. How many people here have more than one citizenship down here? No? Okay. All right. Yeah, you do. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. You know, we are citizens here and we are citizens there. It's very interesting when they questioned Jesus and they were saying, what have you come to do here? You know, have you come to overthrow Rome? And he said, no, my kingdom is not of this world. The kingdom that I'm building is a whole other kingdom. Are you all with me? And guess what? All of you are part of that kingdom. We miss that so much of the time. Because when they said, where is the kingdom of God? He, and they said, is it here? Is it there? He said, no, it's in you. Isn't it interesting that the kingdom that you are a citizen of is actually inside of you? And all around you. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, anyway, okay. This is all too much for this time of the morning. I get it. Let's move on. I can see it in your faces. Uh, <laughs> where was I now? Yes, all right. Um, 
Remember again, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, I really love that verse, where it said again that thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Amen. We have overcome them. This is meant to be not 50-50, but 100%. Now, you might say, well, we're not there yet. I know. Neither am I. Okay. But if we don't aim for it, you know, my dad used to say this to me. He said, you know, he said, aim for 100 and then wherever you hit after that, you'll be something good. But you, if you aim for 50, then you better get 50 because otherwise there's nowhere left to go. <laughs> kind of a thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and we should always do that. We should always aim for the very best. And, you know, it saddens me that people, I, I guess in a sense, you know, come down to this level and preach to, preach to people on this level and say, well, you know, we're all in this mess together. And we are. But the thing is that we don't want to stay in this mess together. Amen. You know, what I want to do is lift your sights. Is that okay? Can I do that? I want to lift your sights so that you see beyond where you are right now. I don't want you to get to heaven. This is what's going to happen to a lot of Christians. They're going to get to heaven and they're going to realize what Jesus actually did. Why it was such an incredible thing that he did. You know what he did. And that he bought us all back, redeemed us all, gave us everything that we would ever need. Amen. And that the defeat of the devil was absolute. There was nothing left. See, that's why, you know, so many people say, be careful that you don't add to this and, and, you know, get to the place where, see, a lot of people add works to this. They say, well, Jesus paid for you to get in. After that, you have to work your way. No, you can't add to anything he did. He did everything we need to do. However, there are benefits of faithfulness, rewards of faithfulness. If you're faithful over the little, God will make you rule over much. Amen. You know, some people just want it all to fall on their head. Hey, do something with what you have. Do you know why? Because people won't hire you if you don't have any experience. Hello. <laughs> people say, I might fail. Can I give you a huge revelation? Yes, you will. Hurry up. <laughs> you know, some of the greatest lessons we learn is when we make a mistake. I, I remember somebody saying once, you know, they gave a job to somebody that actually made a mistake. And they said, how, and, you know, this person questioned them and said, how come you gave it to me? I'm the, I actually made the mistake. And they turned around and said, you'll never forget again, will you? Never to do that. And he said, that's why I know you'll be good for this. Isn't that interesting? Amen. Because so much of the time, what do we do? We kick ourselves when we make a mistake. And don't we remember never to do that again? That's different to getting the answer right and then forgetting about it. Are you all with me? Anyway, okay. Just, just helping you out here a bit. Okay. So <laughs> and again, remember we went on to talk about for greater is he that is in you, amen, than he that is in the world. And that's where I really want to uh, slow down a little bit. Because I, I took you to Matthew chapter 17, and I just want to go over this really quickly. Matthew, well, maybe not too quickly today. <laughs> Matthew chapter 17, can we go back there again, please? And look at verses 1 and 2, where it says, after, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. I think it's really important that you see who's there. Peter, James, and who? And John. John was there. John is the one that, that wrote in John 14 and verse 20, and why it was so significant, and why he would write it down, and nobody else wrote it down, but he wrote this down, where he said, and at, at that day you will know that I'm in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. 
See, he got that. He understood the importance of Jesus being in God, him, but also him being in us. Amen? That was huge. If you translate that down, you can begin to see that we're actually in God right now. You know, one of my favorite scriptures was in Colossians chapter 3. I think in verse 3, somewhere in there. I love what that verse tells us, that our life is now in God. Amen? Praise God. So for the enemy to get to you, see, this is, these are the revelations you need to understand to get what the Apostle John is saying. Greater is he that is in you. But it's not just what's in you, it's who you're in as well. But understand who is in you. So in Matthew chapter 17, he says again, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before, before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. I think that is incredible that Jesus, this is who Jesus really is. We see him in his humanity and we can relate to him in his humanity, but understand something. He is God, and he's God in you. Get it? He's not just God. He is God in you. And so when the apostle John said that he is in us, he saw Jesus up there. And that's the reason why he, you know, he would go on to... It's again the apostle John that writes in his gospel this time, in John chapter 14 and verse 12, when he says, most assuredly, because you're not going to believe me. <laughs> okay this is John 14 12 he says most assuredly he said I say to you he who believes in me what's the first requirement you need to believe in him all right he says he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also well I mean if you just stopped there that would have been incredible I wouldn't mind walking on water I don't know I wouldn't mind being able to turn water into wine that's a great business is it alcoholic or non-alcoholic? For you, non-alcoholic. All right. So, <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> we'll sell the other one. Listen to, no. <laughs> he raised the dead. He healed people that were unhealable. Listen to me. He literally did the impossible. John saw all of that on the mountain. He said, oh, is that what's been at work? Is that why every, and he healed them all. Amen? No, <laughs> no I won't. All right, so <laughs> I need you to understand that Jesus, whenever he saw a need, that light attacked it. Did you, did you get what I just said? See, light doesn't allow darkness to pass. Whenever light sees darkness, it just goes to, you know, it's like a moth to a flame, except this is in the reverse and really good. Okay, <laughs> all right? The light just attacks the darkness, and anybody who's sick is healed. Anybody who's possessed is released, delivered. Amen. I mean, that's just how Jesus was. He saw a need, and he just went straight to it. Amen. You know, even at Peter's house, you know when Peter's mother-in-law got healed? Let me just share that really quickly with you, because I, I think that was really interesting. See, in the, in, in the actual storyline, it says that he was in the synagogue preaching, all right? And there was somebody there that he healed, except it was a Sabbath day. So everybody was upset with him. So watch, watch what happened. So, they, so Hurricane Pete saw that and went, whoa, I have a mother-in-law who's sick. And it says immediately Jesus went and healed her. Soon as he found out, he went and healed her. But what people don't get it is 
And then it says, in the evening. Do you know why in the evening? Because the Sabbath ended in the evening. I actually entitled that section, The City at Peter's Door, because that's what happened. The whole city turned up. Amen. Do you know why? Because the light would attack it. Do you know, I reckon the all, you know, if there was any medical care centers, they were all cleared out that day. I could just see the person going, hang on a second, I haven't finished treating him. Don't worry, doc, it's going to be taken care of. And everybody just runs out with everybody sick. Listen to me. All of that, it says the whole city was there and he healed them all. And they made sure that he wouldn't get in trouble with it. So they waited till, till nighttime, till the Sabbath was over. And went to the, <laughs> went to the old religious, nah. Okay, so <laughs> no, seriously, man. You know, you need to see. This is how Jesus was. That's what's in you. That's why whenever you see a problem, you want to attack it. I hope you do. No, you may not have the power to do it still, but in you, there's a yearning. You see somebody hurting and you just want to be there and do something to change that. Can I get an amen on that? Okay, I see you nodding, but they don't. Okay, so <laughs> they can only hear you. All right, so. Now, you see why I want to share this with you a little bit more? Okay, all right. <laughs> and I want you to understand that he, it said here that his face shone like the sun, his clothes became as white as light, which tells us something. Not only do you shine, but everything around you begins to glow. Amen. You bring light wherever you go. And people should, when they walk into your presence, they should feel like a whole weight has been lifted off of them. Whatever darkness has been following them all week suddenly just disappears. Are you all with me? I really need you to get this. And it, it, you, know, you know what happened after this? Peter goes, hey, let's camp out. I'd heard this is really great. That's what should happen with you. They want to hang around you. And you're kind of going, okay, I need to eat now. You know, I, I need to go powder my nose. <laughs> okay? And people just following you around. Do you know why? Because they see something in you. They sense something in you. That blesses them. Amen. Amen anyway. All right. I, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, I, I, I took you to Revelation chapter 19. I just want to share something very quickly with you. Remember again that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. There is royalty living in you. Let me say it again. There is royalty living in you. That's why the angels listen to you. It's not you, <laughs> okay? When you speak, they, say, they see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords speaking. And they go, yes, sir. That's why they can't get it when you start talking negatively. They go, why, sir? <laughs> okay? Why are you saying that stuff? <laughs> okay? Then they know, oh, okay, he's detached from, from the vine. Hey, we're the branches, we're not the vine. But you know, that's where the fruit comes from. It's the branches. That's why Jesus says, you better bear fruit. Sucking all the life out of me, you better bear something. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, no he I'm just being funny, okay? But hey, listen to me. He is going to, listen, he will question you on what you did with his life. <laughs> Amen. You better have a good answer. Amen. And you might say, well, I didn't go minister, I didn't get anybody saved. It doesn't matter how you do at home, how you do with the people around you. Did you help those you could when you could? You know, it, it doesn't take a lot to do a lot. I always keep saying that. Do the best you can where you are. Be a blessing. Yeah, but you don't know what they're like. You know what? They're going to answer to God for what they're like. You're going to answer to God for what you were like. Amen? 
Amen. And then we went on to talk about your physical body because a lot of people, this is where it just falls apart. You know, yes, say, yes, brother, I know my spirit is saved, but dear God, my body. <laughs> Let's not even go there. No, I want to go there. Okay. I want to re <laughs> revisit that today very quickly again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, this is such a powerful thing because you need to understand that God inhabited, remembering the Old Testament. They had the Holy of Holies, even into the, you know, into coming into Jesus' time, because he, hasn't, he hadn't died yet, okay? Remember the Holy of Holies, that God would inhabit the Holy of Holies. It was a, it was a holy place, you know, Holy of Holies. You can't get any holy then, okay? So it was very holy, and only the priest could go in there, and if the priest wasn't quite right. You know, remember I tell you stories? They'd tie a little bell around his ankle, because nobody ain't going. And a rope! Okay, the, 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 the bell was to let us know that he was still alive. Somebody would stand up there and go, dingle, dingle, yeah, he's still there. Dingle, dingle, yep, he's good. Dingle, dingle, thud. Oh, uh, I don't think he's good anymore. And you couldn't pull the curtain back to check. So what do you do? You okay? Hello? I think he's dead. <laughs> you know? So they would pull him. You know, you don't get just sick in there, you just die. They would pull them back out. You know, it's like Indiana Jones. You know, call the next guy. You're next. <laughs> Tie the rope, put the bell. What's that? No, don't worry about the red stuff. Don't worry, just go in. <laughs> you know, okay. Listen, I'm making a little funny here to show you something. It was a serious thing where God was. It was so powerful that if any sin entered it, if that priest wasn't totally honest with God, God wasn't looking for perfect people, just honest ones. You know, today, the same thing. Can I say that? Amen. All right. If there was anything not right, anything unconfessed, it would show up in there because the power that was in there was God himself. Listen, now that holy of holies is you. I really need you to get this. You, you're not just a person that can go in there. You are there. That is you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, see, this is why if you get this revelation, can I say this? If you get this revelation, I won't have to teach you on holiness. Do you know why? Because you'll go, I'm not putting this temple in there. I'm not putting that into this temple. Are you all with me? See, we always like to stay separate from the temple, don't we? I'm just saying we, okay? I'm, I'm not, okay? But you understand, you know, it's comfortable to be separate from the temple. God, you stay over there. I'll stay over here. When I get in trouble, I'll come to over. You don't have to come to me. I'll come to you. Because <laughs> you don't know what I'm doing at the time. Okay, I'll come to you. And then we'll discuss that. Get myself all fixed up. And then I'll leave. You know, we want to be like the doctors. Yeah. Amen? But listen, the Apostle Paul tells us, and it's interesting, he writes to the Corinthians. You know why? Because they're the ones that needed this the most. You all know Las Vegas? They had nothing. Corinth would have just laughed at them. You think that sin come to Corinth, man. <laughs> okay? I mean, dear God, the stuff that was going on in there. And I just love the Apostle Paul said, don't you get it? And why he wrote it to them, he says, don't you get it? That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Listen, I want to read that whole verse. He says, who lives in you 
and was given to you by God. He said this was given to you by God himself. Greater is he that is in you. And the reason the greater one can be in you is because you are the temple of God. Do you get this now? And you can't excuse your body from that. It's spirit, soul, and body. You all, everything about you belongs to him now. Amen. Now, are we going to sin? I'll guarantee it. Please don't go do it just because I told you. Okay, I'm just telling you, we're going to miss it. We will. We're in a fallen world. And there is so much out there attacking us in so many different ways. Physically, mentally, spiritually. I mean, it's just coming against us in every way possible. And of course, there's going to be times when you're going to fall. That's why the Apostle John, I love it that he said, If we, (laughs) this incredible apostle who nobody could kill, still says, if we, including me. Amen? Acknowledge our sin, then he is faithful and just. And you think, John, yeah, me too. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know what that tells us? Don't become like the Pharisee that said, well, Lord, I do all of these things, not like that tax collector down there. Sinful use of sin. Okay? And he said, you know what? Jesus said, you know who who went home justified? That guy. Yeah, but he did all, this guy did all the good stuff. Yeah, but he, there was a problem with him. What's one of the things that, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7. Judge not and you won't be judged. Amen? If you judge yourself, then God won't judge you. If you, (laughs) listen, you judge somebody else, then you get judged. That's why I say don't judge anybody. You know, I mean, they may be really difficult, but don't judge them. And don't kind of be happy when something bad happens. Anyway, that's a whole nother sermon for a whole nother time. All right, moving on. So again, I've said this. If we were to get the full revelation of all of this, we would indeed become more than conquerors and overcomers. And this kind of lifestyle, again, has great benefits. And remember, I I, I read to you Revelation chapter 3, verse 21. This will help us to move on. It says, to him who overcomes, and that's hers as well, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. This is an incredible thing. Family, listen. You might say, oh, no, I'm not worthy of this. Yeah, neither, none of us are. Please don't think I'm standing up here and saying that we're all deserving of this. I'll be the first person to say, we are not. But listen what Jesus did. That's why what Jesus did was so incredible. That's why we say all glory goes to him. We don't just say that because, oh, it's a nice thing to say. <laughs> okay? Listen, I know what I'm like. And I know what you like too. Okay? You might think you're all holy and wonderful. You're not. Just in thinking that you've got a problem. <laughs> okay? We you know, listen. But we, we, what we must not do is say, well, we're all sinners, so let's go act like it. Don't do that. We need to realize that we're not perfect, but we're pushing towards it. And we are not judging anybody along the way that's not up to our standard. Whatever our standard might be. Amen? That whenever we see someone in trouble, we don't say, well, (laughs) I knew when I used to do that. (laughs) You're still there, are you? Yeah. Don't do that. You understand the place you were in, the difficulty you were in when you were in that place, and you pray for them with that knowledge. 
Amen. And you just get all over the devil and just attack him in every way because I taught you this stuff. You can do it now. Can I tell you? You might say, well, I don't know if I listen, listen. But if you ever come up with that, I don't know if I were. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. You remember 1 John 1 night. And you say, hold please. <laughs> Lord, forgive me of my sin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then, okay, we're good. We're done. Come back out. Okay, where were we? <laughs> because now you, are, you have been cleansed of all unrighteousness. You stand in a place of perfection. And you can attack that thing head on. And it can't rise up and say, yeah, but you say, shut up. It's under the blood. In fact, it's not, that's a bad phrase. It's not even under the blood. It doesn't exist. The blood erased it. Amen. You can't find the thing. Amen. Are you getting this? Do you know, I want you guys not just to get an, a, a revelation. This isn't just about you getting an incredible revelation that you are seated in heavenly, you know, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's not just that. I want you to be in a place where you need to pray, to, pray for someone that it, this, nothing is going to attack you and come against you and stop you from bringing about the miracle they need. And you happen to be there. Amen? Okay. Now I'll move on. I hope you got all that. All right. So, <laughs> so he says again, you are of God, little children. I hope you get revelation now and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And he goes and say, verse 5, he says, they are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world and the world hears them. Listen. You need to now understand that the, the, everyone out there is of the world. I'm going to give you a revelation now. Okay, you might think, well, I don't know, there's a lot. There's a lot in here. Okay? And I need you to get what he's saying here because if we don't get this, then we won't know how to shield ourselves. We won't know how to protect ourselves. We won't know where not to step. And so I need to really show you to walk in this greater place, in this place of honor. In this place of victory, you need to stay away from some things, which is what I love the first psalm in the Bible. Who all knows the first psalm in the Bible? Yeah, okay. Those first three verses talk about what, the first verse, in fact, talks about what you shouldn't do. And it begins with the word blessed. Isn't it interesting that you are blessed for not doing certain things? No, notice, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners or sits in the, in the seat of the scornful. You're blessed for staying away from some things. And that's what the Apostle John is about to tell us now. He's going to tell us, I'm going to give you some insight into the reason why you might be diluting your faith and why things in you that should be powerful aren't as powerful as they are. And you keep thinking wrongly that maybe it's your belief that is messed up. Maybe, you know, you don't have the faith. You don't have, uh, you're not meditating in the word enough. Can I just say this? You can be doing all of those things and then exposing yourself to something that just takes it all out. You know the old one step forward and two steps back? We don't get the two steps back part. We keep thinking, but I'm going a step forward. But I'm going a step forward. Now you're four steps back, okay? Because something in between the time you took the first step forward and the next step forward, you did something that took you back. Are you all with me? And so we, you know, it, we, we can't figure this one out. And he's going to help us figure it out. Okay, so he says again here. Sorry, my nose is itchy. 
He says again here, they're of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world. And the world hears them. So, firstly, the use of the word world is significant. Because unlike elsewhere in this epistle, where it has a general meaning of the place of human life, here, listen, it means a world full of people who are hostile to God. Did you get that? Okay, this is important. This is the first thing. Okay, second thing, the word hears really means understands. It's not just hearing with the ear, but actually comprehending what is being said. You know, there was a time when, let me just share this very quickly. There was a time when people would say certain things and I wouldn't know what they were on about. And I was, you know, I was naive. I was gullible. Do you know why? Because I didn't hear like they heard. I didn't understand the way they understand. I wasn't, you know, I was at, in a place where I really wasn't a part of the world. I was in it, but I wasn't a part of it. So I would miss things and everybody, I, you know, and then I would feel really dumb and foolish and think I should know better, you know. In, and I did. I, I started to learn stuff. Guess what? I started going backwards. The smarter I got in the world, the further be behind I got in the things of God. Listen, I'm giving you a revelation now. And we always want to be so smart because the Bible tells us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Listen, yes, but be careful that the wisdom that you're gaining isn't earthly, devilish of this world. Amen? And you know, maybe you look a little dumb and a little crazy and a little bit, you know, not all your, you know, your elevator doesn't go to the top floor. Both the oars aren't in the water. You know all those things, okay? Okay, <laughs> okay. you might look like that to the world. It's okay, <laughs> because the wisdom that you are gaining is pushing you forward and upward for when they get in trouble and they go, well, there's no way out. That's their wisdom speaking now. And But you have another wisdom that comes from God that says all things are possible. That says, if I'm here, that's not happening. Now, when I'm gone, <laughs> you know, it's different. But while I'm here, <laughs> amen. When you are in the presence of people, they should be blessed. Things should be going well for them while you're there. Not the other way around, okay? <laughs> All right? And the light is always greater than the darkness. You might say, well, you don't know how much. It doesn't matter. Greater is he who is in you than whatever darkness is in the world. When you go in, power goes in. Not tribulation scary and, oh, dear God, I hope nothing jumps on me. No, they should be afraid of you when you walk in and go, dear God, that's bright. Amen. Anyway, not getting very far, am I? Never mind. You need this accordingly. Well, oh, no, wait, I didn't fin finish it, did I? Yes, all right. <laughs> so I said again, the world hears, when the, uh, excuse me, the word hears really means to understand. So it's not just hearing with the ear, but actually comprehending what is being said. Meaning that the Apostle John is saying here that when the world speaks, the people in it fully understand and usually agree with what is being said. Amen. Now I'm talking about just natural things, okay? Accordingly, William McDonald writes, he said, this reminds us that the approval, listen, the approval of the world is not a test as to the truthfulness of one's teaching. If a man is simply, oh, excuse me, if a man simply wants to be popular, all he needs to do is speak as the world speaks. But if he wants to be faithful to God, then he must face the disapproval of the world. Ooh. I've run out of time, have I? Okay. No way. Okay, never mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... 
I will stop there because if I do this, I'm going to do what I did last week. I, w- I was going to take you to sec- uh, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17 and talk about, in fact, can I read these scriptures and then we'll pray and then we'll come back so you know where we're going next. This is where the Apostle John, again, in his epistle writes this, and I think you'll get greater insight into this now understanding all that you do. Watch how we go back now. Okay, you would have heard this scripture about a year ago or something. Okay, I don't know where it was <laughs> in chapter 2. But I, I honestly believe what you get out of these verses now will be so much more than you ever got the first time I, I shared this with you because of what you've learned along the way. When the Apostle John back then said, do not love the world. You getting this now? Or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He's going to get back onto love now, okay, soon in, in chapter 4. He says, for all that is in the world. Get this now? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father. You want to be heard by the world? You want to become like the world? That's what you're becoming. And he's saying it's not of the Father. He says, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away. All that is going to disappear one day. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So you look a little weird. But you get an eternal blessing. Amen? Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. We'll pick up on there next week. Father, we just thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the insight and the revelation that you're bringing to us.